Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Frank Film Club. I'm Maisie Williams and I'm an actor and producer. I'm Larry Roberts and I'm a producer and filmmaker. I'm Hannah Marie Williams and I'm a casting director. And welcome to our club. Hi everyone, welcome back to Frank Film Club. This is the film club for lovers of makers and film. And I'm actually giddy because <laughs> we're talking about Triangle of Sadness today, which is a shit show of a film. <laughs> um, first of all, before we get into it, I feel like it's going to be a great conversation. But how are you both? What have you been doing? Yeah, doing very well. Had a little trip to see my brother in the States, which was nice. And um, got to hang out with my niece and nephew. And it's brilliant. So have some family time. What have you been up to? <laughs> I went to North Wales to see my family and went up Snowdon, walked up Snowdon and then just had a really good time with my family. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what do your thighs hurt? They do. I actually am really feeling it today. Yeah. But it was really good. We're sat down today, so that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to? Well, speaking of North Wales, I've been auditioning loads of North Wales kids. Oh. Loads of Welsh kids, but loads of North Walian kids. I love it. And I really wish you had a North Walian accent. <laughs> Are you letting us down? It is the, mo- the, the weirdest accent. I don't feel like I know what it really is. Oh, it's Is really- it like Stoke? No. No, it's... It's, it's so weird. weird. It's lovely, but it's like, it's just, it sounds so strange. Yeah. I feel like I can't really do it unless I like, Try to speak Welsh. Is it kind of like in Scotland, in Aberdeen, they have like a really different accent to the rest of It's definitely Scotland. very different to mm-hmm. South Wales, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's really like, unique. Oh. <laughs> Should we go for a pint with the boys down at the pub down the road? <laughs> <laughs> it goes up and down like a sing song. Yeah, it's really weird. That, was that really is bad. brilliant. Yeah, but yeah. So, <laughs> I've been doing loads of that and it's been amazing. So anyway, today we're talking about Triangle of Sadness. Um, <laughs> I cannot wait to speak about it. This is madness of a film. So um, the film came out this year. It's directed by a Swedish director called Ruben Otsland. It won the Palm Door at Cannes. <gasps> Me and Lowry went to Cannes. We did not see any films at Cannes. <laughs> We were rubbish. We saw a few, but we didn't see this. You it was a hot day. Didn't get in to see this one. No, <laughs> not quite. Didn't quite get in to see this. Wish we did, but really glad that I've seen it now and so glad because we almost didn't do this film. This came in just at the last yeah. minute. So yeah. really glad that we did. And I hope you feel the same way. So the film stars Woody Harrelson, Charlie Dean, Harris Dickinson, Dolly DeLeon, Zlatko Burek. Um, okay, I want to know what you think or like general like thoughts but I also want to know about your view and experience because I think this is when the satin and like people around you for watching this film is like really important went to the cinema to watch it on Saturday night and it was a really intimate screen it was really um, like not very many people at all 
And I had also like had a little like day drink, like an afternoon lunch, boozy lunch. And I feel like I was just already in like, I was so game for it. I was so game for like the weirder, the better. And I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't, I I felt like from the trailer it was going to be like a comedy, but I also thought it had the potential to maybe be like a bit deep or something and then was absolutely thrilled that it got like so silly so ridiculous and I was like giggling laughing the whole way through and then towards the end like everyone who was kind of uptight about it like also started to let loose and everyone was just howling laughing so it was like beautiful because like we're quite reserved in the cinema in the cinema yeah we don't really do that like I've yeah. if you've ever been to watch something in the US yeah. it's like people are like heckling <laughs> Woo! yeah you go get that yeah but here yeah, we're really reserved so I was just like loving the animate the animated reactions from mm, me too I love that yeah, oh, no, yeah I was also in the cinema I, although because I was in North Wales they don't really show this type of film in North Wales yeah, in North Wales, so I had to go to Chester um to go see this <laughs> but I went with my parents um we made a bit of a day of it which was lovely it was also like the type of film I was like, oh, I don't really know if my parents are going to be in this Well, you texted me before and was like, can I go and watch A Triangle of Sadness with my parents? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Is there nudity? Yeah. yeah. In a funny way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was so good. And I like my parents also really, really enjoyed it. In fact, ah. I tried to get them a little review from them as well, which was quite funny. Um, but it was brilliant. Everyone was just like howling. My parents were howling. I was howling. And I'm, I think I'm quite reserved in the cinema. Usually it'll be like... Take what people just didn't know what's up. <laughs> but it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw it in the cinema as well. And it also was like a small screen. It was an Every Man in Cardiff. Uh-huh. And Every Man in Cardiff have started to play some like better films. They were just doing the blockbusters. But mm-hmm. I think they've realised people will go and see films like this. Mm. They're probably the same as North Wales. Yeah. Like show these types of films and people will go. Yeah. Anyway, everyone was... Like, t- two people left. I think they came back in, but they definitely walked out like <gasps> during the middle. Really? Portion. Yeah. That's so um, funny. And I was sort of like this, but it was just such a riot. And I think that is such a great day out to go and have a little boozy lunch and I can <laughs> see this <laughs> film. That's it so fun. Who did you go see it with? I went with Ruben. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And he loved it too. He, in the middle, I could tell he was like, this is getting too much. But by the end, it like was it just made sense yeah. like I'm saying because it is one of those ones that can go either way and I could I, could, I felt like oh my god are people going to walk out are they going to be like what is going on um but no one did in my screen yeah. and I'm really glad they didn't because by the end everyone was like fully like in love you know yeah 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 <laughs> it was one of those films that when I walked out people were talking like like looking around like wasn't that <laughs> like yeah. that never ever happened you just file out in silence yeah. but I feel like people were like looking around to be like wasn't that mad yeah so it was such a great viewing experience and I really hope that it is still in the cinema when this comes out because if people haven't seen it they should see it in the cinema yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. definitely good to watch with people I think That's even in the trailer like it says like the like you, you should watch this in like a big crowd do they say mm. that in the yeah, trailer yeah I noticed that the other day yeah really yeah Oh, it, like one of the reviews like pops up. Yeah, like watch. Yeah, oh, watch with your mate. Hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like such a, a laugher. So let's talk about the story first. Um, have you seen Below Deck, by the way? No. Yeah, you- and this was the first thing that I was thinking when. Well, once we got to the yacht part, yeah, I was like, oh, I know all about this because yeah. I am a Below Deck. 
lover. Do you know what it is? <laughs> I do, but I've not watched it. It's so good. It's so bad. But it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And that scene where they're like amping up the staff, because the whole thing about this below deck is that they get these massive tips. And when right. she's like going in and out of the jacuzzi for the for the rich lady. Yeah. They they're all just like desperate for tips, aren't they? Yeah, it's just like do whatever you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. So um it really reminded me of that. But I'm going to start with a little bit of a... I'm not going to ease us in too much. Did you have any sympathy for the characters? Well, I mean, I just didn't really like... I love to hate them. And I also felt like they wouldn't really be offended by my opinion of them. So I kind of felt like it was, like, free to just think they were the most embarrassing people. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like they were so out of touch that it didn't really matter what I thought they would just like continue being like so like so out of touch you know yeah I feel yeah similar I don't really know that I did feel any sympathy for them but then I don't even know that the film like really like made us try to feel sympathy for them at all anyway yeah apart from maybe when it was a bit more intimate with um Carl and Yaya at the very start you kind of think it's going to follow them more and then it doesn't yeah yeah it's interesting so I didn't really feel yeah feel for them although maybe I did feel for Abigail towards the end yeah that's true but that's actually a, she's a very different type of character to the rest of them yeah. yeah totally well I think that's what this film does and if you watch the trailer you are like okay so it's about fashion and then you're like quite confused with like how it's going to move through it and I was a little bit sceptical when I was watching Carl and Yaya at the beginning, how are they going to get it to the place that it looks on the trailer of this absolute madness? Because at the beginning, it's really quiet and like nice and contained and like fun though, because I love seeing castings on films and TV. I think it's so much fun. Because yeah. that's what casting's like. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe that is what fashion, fashion like Ruben yeah. in fashion, is it like that? Yeah, Ruben was mm. like, this is so funny because like, I f- yeah, I feel like it is pretty accurate. Like, maybe not right now. Maybe it's, yeah. like, more kind of, like, 2010s or whatever. But, yeah, I feel like it's pretty accurate to, like, the sort of embarrassing, like, just kind of humiliating, like, oh my God. things that you have to do. Yeah. It's so demeaning. It's not like that in acting. Is it like that in acting? No. 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 <laughs> no not I'm not, like, <laughs> yeah, completely <laughs> unaware. <laughs> Um, behind her <laughs> yeah it definitely I what I loved about this film is that like it kind of it didn't follow like any normal structure that I've really and I like love films like that when it just commits to like whatever it is yeah. and it's like entirely different and the f- film at the beginning like the film that we started with is like entirely different to how it ended up but somehow the themes and the message were still like really similar and yeah I just really rated that yeah, I think we spend a lot of time looking at like formulas, like stories, like yeah. structure, like, mm. and then something like this, you're like, oh, well, actually, I mean, you can kind of do whatever you want as long as you commit to it and like you tie yeah. it all up, you know? <laughs> um, what was your favourite chapter? Um, because I think they, because I think they all work together. But like, if you were gonna go to the cinema and watch one story, that middle, that beginning, or that end, which one would you pick? Yeah, I would hmm. say the yacht. I actually really enjoyed the island. Mm. How interesting. Cast him. Um, fashion. Oh, yeah. That's so That's funny. really interesting. <laughs> that's quite hilarious. Wow. They're three completely different films though, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. So, the genesis of the story. So, Ruben Osland, um met his wife eight years ago and she's a fashion photographer. Yeah. So, she's like part of this world. And he wanted to 
make something which was about beauty as currency and like then I think it evolved then to be like what else is currency a relationships currency money power like what is currency to who and the people who are in like have a high status within currency like not show them as bad like he didn't want to show people as bad people in this film but like more of a like zoom out and um show how people react when they're in a certain context. So that's why I asked that question earlier, because when he was saying all of that stuff, I was like, yeah, I didn't really feel empathy towards them, but I also didn't think they were awful, really. I didn't think individually they were terrible, but I didn't feel sympathy for them either. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was just fascinated by them, really. Yeah. Just fascinated by these people and quite entertained. Yeah. They were great characters, mm-hmm. all of them. They were, yeah, and no, that's it's really true. I don't like I know you are like it's like, oh yeah, they're awful, but Yeah. I I like I enjoyed being with all of them. And I feel like they all like justify their own re- they have like all their own reasons for <laughs> being in their own situations. Yeah. Which are some of them are quite awful, but you I I don't know. You're like I feel like you you don't, you're not meaning to be bad. Yeah. Mm. He talks a lot about the um, arms dealers, you know, the older couple, the older <laughs> British couple. That was the only one I was thinking just then. I was like, oh, actually, I feel like they are obviously so bad, but they seem so innocent just yeah. like in themselves. But I, you don't get to know them as much, so maybe that's why you felt like maybe they're the ones that do feel bad. Yeah, that's true. It's just so <laughs> funny how, like... I, it's like every single one of them, every single character is like looking at everyone else like, like, oh, you're the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and true. that's what's so funny is like everyone can just so easily be like, oh, well, at least I'm not like you. Yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah. they just think that what they're doing is harmless because yeah. they're just like one person. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ruben Otzen, the director of Triangle of Sadness, went on one of these cruises as part of the research mm-hmm. project, uh, re- research for the project. So it started as a kernel of an idea of um, about the fashion industry and it grew into this thing that it like, became after that like beginning bit there. Um, and the all of the stuff that happened on the yacht, a lot of it came from this research trip that he did, including they hit some rocky times and then he was like wouldn't this be funny if we had all these people and they just like their their dignity's gone or like what do they do when they're trying to like convey a certain persona and then these things happen to like a human that still is sick and poos and yeah 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 none of these things that they have are like any use to them when Shit hits the fan. <laughs> Literally when shit hits the fan. So love that. Right. So um budget. Ooh. Any guesses in in US dollars? Because I didn't do the conversion because I'm lazy. I I really don't know anything about them, the making of this film. So we'd love to know if you have any facts. I've got a few questions. Like, was so it, I think because yeah. of that, I don't really know what to guess. Mm. What I don't know. I mean it could be kind of like Ten? I don't know. Or is that like super ultra low? But I feel like if they just did it in sets, like if it was all just sets, mm. like you don't really see 
Yeah, you just it's like just green screen water or like whatever. So I feel like they could just do it all in the studio. Yeah. But then the island, oh yeah, the island. Mm. Maybe it was quite expensive because he has done quite a few successful films before, but He's all of the them were... before. But right. this was his English language debut, is that yes. right? So then I'm thinking maybe it is more a like bit more. Maybe it is like 20. Like 20. Well, in the middle, so 15. Oh, okay. Yeah, 15 million US dollars Amazing. budget. Amazing. Um, Money well spent. They shot it over two weeks. It was on a stage and they they put the set on a gimbal yeah so that they would move the the whole set was moving he yeah. said he described it as on a gimbal but i just thought that was like a camera rig yeah i suppose but is yeah, that just like a, i'm guessing it's yeah maybe that yeah. it's just this yeah okay. and uh he said that the crew were all getting actually seasick from being on this, like, um, <laughs> rotate, not rotating, you know. Yeah, seesaw. Seesaw <laughs> set. So, like, all the chairs falling, that's all, like, real, like, the pra- set is uh, okay. moving. Um, yeah. It had such good effect. Because at the beginning, when they, it started happening, I thought it was just the camera and people standing slanted. But as it went on and on, and, like, the ter- it's not turbulence. Mm. What do you call it? Sea turbulence. Uh, waves. 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 Um, yeah. As it sort of got more and more extreme, I realised, no, like, this set has to be moving as well. It yeah. was so... It was brilliant. It was such a good effect. Yeah. It worked beautifully. Yeah. Because there were times when, like you say, at, at the start, I was like, are they just leaning towards certain times? Because what's quite bizarre, like, knowing that it wasn't that and that it was real, that's the way, the amount that some people lean... Like the or like the differences in people's leaning, like obviously when it's and they're on like the same slant, mm. it was like huge sometimes. Maybe it was like a combination of both though. Oh, when yeah. we were talking about um, everything, everywhere, all at once, like what they did was just like a combination of things. Where mm-hmm. sometimes it was like CGI, sometimes it was like practical effects, and sometimes it was like, and like a combination of all of those things like went to make like the overall kind of thing. So I feel like. And even, I think even Christopher Nolan talks about this, like when they're doing zero gravity, like sometimes they literally just have actors like on one leg behind like a chair being like. (laughs) So I feel like you could just do a combination and then like overall you get enough of like bottles actually sliding down a hill and people sliding down a hill and then like enough people being like. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. then it goes into the overall like but I felt kind of sick watching it I was like Ooh. yeah but did they ever go on an actual boat like for the exteriors of the boat and oh yeah and like yeah, I got the slide and everything they, yeah yeah they did shoot I I think they shot I think it was two weeks for the sick scene with like the whole um like through the hallways and yeah. you know in mm-hmm. the dining room that was two weeks and then I think it was two weeks or I think it was nine days that I saw exteriors on the boat. Cool. Mm. Nice. So they shot it in Greece and Sweden, I think. As that whole section was happening, the like vom section, I kind of felt like it was a lot and I feel like lots of people probably would argue that it was like too much. But it's so rare to see like the ultra wealthy like humiliated like that and we're mm. so used to seeing like other people humiliated that way, whether they're like taking the mick out of themselves or whatever. But, like, I just, there was something about it that was, like, awful. But I was like, why is he doing this so much? And then it was just like, actually, I've never seen anything like that with, yeah. like, these kind in, like, their nice underwear, just, like, literally sliding. Through. Oh, my <laughs> God, that scene. Well, that woman, actually, her, like, 
she did a lot of shots of throwing up, throwing up, and they were like one shot, and she's sick about three times, and like goes back some champagne. champagne. How did they do that? Yeah, you know, well they had tubes, but uh, it was it looked it was so, so it, yeah, so it was good. really really good. Yeah, because really I, I thought mad. the same thing. I didn't really quite understand how she did that, but no, they had it was just tubes. tubes but and that's then the they usual. Probably did yeah yeah yeah. Probably oh, did a little CG or something because it it literally looked like it was coming directly oh. out of her mouth. It yeah. was so funny. I was crying laughing and everyone was like silent. Mm. And then the bit. <laughs> And then the bit where she's like on the toilet and puking, I like cackled so loud. And then people did start to snigger a little bit. And by the end, I was like, I can't be the only one dying laughing. I thought, am I really immature? Because no one else was laughing. I was like so embarrassed. And then it got to the point where everyone did. I, was I like, think you God. encourage people to laugh yeah. though in those situations. Like it's okay to laugh. Because yeah. that's the couple behind me, they were like hooting. They were really going for it. So, but yeah. then that's also what I loved about like watching it in a room full of people as well is that this is like all adults in this room and everyone's just crying with laughter about people being sick and (laughs) like yeah that just seems like it's so immature but it was actually hilarious yeah it is funny it is i'm really glad that they did that bit in the middle though so that you didn't that wasn't like the thing that you left with because it was really funny and it was really funny but like i'm glad that there was a lot more after that so true yeah, I did think. That. Yeah, I did think. Oh, we've seen that bit now. Maybe we are coming to the end, and then it was like chapter three. Yeah, we got a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that I actually was a bit like, oh, like I thought that that would be the end, mm. and yeah, again, glad that it wasn't. But I was. There was a little moment where I was like, caught off guard. It was yeah. just the whole thing was quite surprising. I like it. Was it was yeah. really surprising. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. At the end, with Abigail and The Rock, with um, Mm. Yaya, Mm -hmm. he wanted half the audience to be like, do it, like hit her over the head, and half the audience to be like, no, like let her be free. Do you know which side, like, can you remember how you felt in that moment? I was really torn. I know it was just kind of like, I wanted him to give me the answer. I wanted the the film to give me the answer of what happened. I don't know. I don't know how I felt. I was definitely like pro Abigail the whole way through. Yeah, same. So I was. It was probably more like do it, but at the same time, I was like, oh my god, that's awful. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I kind of wanted her to do it, um, but I feel like 
it did get to the point where Abigail was like a little bit powered. I mean, even taking her there and like wanting to like get rid of her because she's not good. It was like a little bit power trip. Yeah. So I kind of liked what that said about the whole thing of like anyone being in power and like yeah. how it mm. can make you feel and like the crazy things it can make you do. But again, I was like pro Abigail like yeah. at the time. I was very entertained by it. That is so true though, what you say, like towards the end, especially when her and Carla are like having those conversations in their little boat and it's like, oh my gosh, she is just becoming one of those people yeah. who like, yeah, yeah, if they have the power, they yeah, justify exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly mm. what, he, you know, he was saying about making the film. Like you put somebody, anyone in a context, they could get, mm. yeah, power mad. I wonder if they were saying that as like, this is what happens when you're in power and you can risk your behaviour becoming this way. Or if they were just had written Abigail to be that way so as we could observe it as a woman like um as like a woman in that position and like experience how weird it is even though we normalize it all the time with guys like I wondered if it was a gender thing or if if it was like a power thing you know what I mean I know what you mean yeah yeah and I don't know which way around I mean maybe it's both yeah. and all of it but yeah he, he wrote this last part um, I think this last part in particular, it was around the time of Me Too. Mm. And like just going back to what he says about like beauty as currency. Well, that's, you know, what Carl is yeah. using in his, you know, to his advantage in this. And if it was a male captain of the island that, well, it is an exploitative, but like it's funny. We find it funny. But really, you know, if you switch the genders, it is, mm -hmm. is, you know, yeah. that's real. Mm. That is actually real and not funny. That was all just like a massive commentary on what the world is. And yeah, which seems to be something that Ru what, Ruben? Ruben. That Ruben does in his other films. I haven't seen them, but, I th but I've heard, I really want to watch them now after watching this, that what? they're very like social commentary. Mm. Yeah. Like my favourite thing about this is all of the things that it was commenting on. I watched it with Ruben and it was like very two-sided. It was like from a man's perspective and from a woman's perspective. It was like capitalism as like the enemy, but also capitalism as like the system that we should do and like I really liked how it kind of it said everything and nothing so yeah. you could just like discuss it rather than you know what I mean yeah totally and he was so when the film got marketed it looks and I thought it was you know like a very like eat the rich film mm. and a lot of people have said that it's like that kind of film but he that's not what he it wanted kind of, like, he I, doesn't want to like gi give you an opinion. Yeah. yeah. Had those vibes for sure, but like, like it was such a conversation starter around yeah. the whole thing. And I thought that that was really clever. Yeah. Because it like, because in that way, it, it alienates no one. Everyone would watch this. Like all the people on the boat would watch this and like see something in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Rather than it just being for an echo, like an echo chamber for like people who already think the same thing. Yeah. I thought it was clever. I would really love to know what people from the boat take from this would take from this like yeah what would be what I think yeah. I think it might depend on age though because mm -hmm. there was um a two out of five review in the Guardian really and it was an older guy that reviewed it I think he was an older guy I'm sure he was what did he think um that it was all just a farce and like just oh. over the top and wasn't really 
articulating anything. I mean, look at our, literally look at the news. Yeah, I <laughs> like, know. That's exactly what the news is. It's just like ridiculous pantomime. That's every day. really weird. That's so funny. I was really but... surprised. So, so I think it probably mm. depends on age. Yeah. Um, we get it. We get it. <laughs> By the way, we get it. <laughs> So let me tell you something that I found so interesting about the way that Ruben made this film. I I think it sounds like what how he makes all of the films. He does about 25 takes of each scene. Oh. And the beginning of the takes are I don't know how long his shooting schedule for was for this film, but it he he sacrificed things in the budget so that he could have more time. Um, so the first few takes are improv. Then they refine the improv. And then when they're at about 20 takes, he says, right, let's have a break. I mean, this is like an average. It's not like this every time, but like this is like an, an average, average scene. Have a little break and then come back. And he has a countdown. He says, right, this is take. We got five to go. We got four to go. We got two to go. We got one to go. And then when they're on number one, he has a gong. <sighs> Which he then smacks. I love to, it. To be like, this is the final. <laughs> so he says, improv, refine, and then heighten. Like, bring the energy up. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's cool. That's because I feel like so many people would be like, you don't want to do it so, that many takes because like it would just be dead by the end of it. But I suppose if he's like Amping getting up. the energy up. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it obviously works because I feel like so many, there were so many parts where you were just like, it was just so energetic. Like even when they're on when they're on the island and the, all the men are like keep blowing the whistle as a joke, and that was like an ongoing joke at uh, Carl. And then that it was just like uh, it just felt really like the actors were actually really in that and having really having fun. a laugh and like all yeah. those kind of parts. That's brilliant. It like gets rid of all the nerves, I guess. Yeah. Um, such a fascinating way of working. I feel like I've had to do twenty five takes before, but just because I keep doing things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it gets to a point where I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing right anymore. And then you just like lose all sense of the like words what everything. Mean nothing. But like with an actual system, yeah. it doesn't sound like torture. It sounds actually just like a game. Like yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would, it. I would love to be on a set like that. Yeah. I wonder, like that's potentially really, really um, useful for an actor to know that they have twenty five or they've got twenty four more takes after this one, which takes off a lot of pressure. Mm. Like I wonder how often he does go for the last take or if he actually goes for some of the earlier takes because they're so relaxed and so cool with it. Mm. You know? Like it yeah. must just I wonder. Yeah. Would that how would that feel as an actor? Would you feel like overkill? Like how would that make you feel if someone's like all of the difficult scenes, you've got 25 goes and that's it, but we are doing 25. Well, so I mean, does he do it with like multiple camera setups and then like just in one go? Or is that every time they move the camera? That is a great question. Mm. Because if there was like, I think mm. what's really, dif I think what is really difficult is like the continuity so quite often you'll like find something and you'll explore in the first couple of setups and then like you're quite locked into something because like this is what we want to match and your hand did this and da, 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 da. And I think that that really stifles a lot of creativity. But like, I mean, a lot of his cameras are just kind of locked off and pretty straight up the whole time. So I feel like there's not as much pressure to have to then like replicate the same thing that you did. So I feel like it would be an amazing way to work because you can effectively do it 25 different ways and like 
copy uh, some of the things that you've done before, but like find something new every yeah. single time. Mm. It sounds amazing. I would love to. I mean, it sounds hard, mm. but like I think it, you would just learn so much as an actor, like working in that way. Yeah. Because then it doesn't, I always used to think it was about, um, like, I never really used to fully learn my lines so as I could, like, remember them as I was reading. So as it sounds fresh and it doesn't sound rehearsed. But, like, that also sounds like you don't quite know what you want to say next. Whereas, like, sometimes you're having a conversation and you know exactly mm. what you want to say. So it kind of only gives one kind, like, vibe. Whereas if you can, like, know something so well that you then, like, start to re discover it in new ways like that sounds like the sort of style that he does and yeah. like it's I find it much harder but I've been trying to learn to do that more because then you can do 25 takes and it not be like hell it can be like oh now we're, do we're getting something even better yeah which is like what it's all about you know I think it's so, like it's it's so important to understand what you're good at like with that and what works for you with learning lines and with how you are directed some people can be directed like that but some people really need to learn their lines yeah and they really need to know where they need to stand and they don't want the flexibility mm. but I think it's really good as an actor to like learn all of those different ways that you can perform mm. not you, get stuck and into. not be rigid mm -hmm. definitely it's really cool so the casting of this pro this project they just did lots of improv like oh. really really long improv like really painfully long improv where they just kept the scenes going and I think you can tell, you know, because these characters are so, they're so individual and I feel like they're very developed. Mm -hmm. And I think that might have happened throughout the casting process. It's the same casting director that did pre-casting on Pleasure that we did last series. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Wow. Right. Paul, isn't it, her name's Paulina Hansen. Her knowledge of international actors, it, it must be insane. Mm -hmm. Or like her research. Yeah. Because... I've not seen a lot of these actors before, but they're like known, like um, Dolly DeLon, De Leon, she's known in Manila. All across the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. fabulous. I mean, everyone just like Sean. Yeah. Uh, like Dimitri, I was like, I like, how is he not authentic? Like, how is he not like the real person? Because <laughs> I just like could not... Yeah, I yeah. can take my eyes off him. It's so funny. I actually had that exact thought when one... Wait, did he have multiple wives or were one of them his yeah, child, his daughter? Say. I don't know. I think he probably had a wife and a mistress. Okay. I think the older woman was friends. his wife. <laughs> yeah, best friends. Love it. He's red. <laughs> <laughs> but when his mistress, I think, is like, can I have this one? And he's like mid-conversation and he's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my God, that just felt, I mean, obviously you want the whole film to feel so real, but I was like, I think you are this man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. So something that I was really shocked to find out this morning, because I, um, I did not know, and I was looking into the actors a little bit more just to see if I had seen them in anything or if they had been like plucked out of their respective, you know, countries that they mostly work in. Charlie Dean, who is Yaya, she died oh God. two months before this was released. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. She had an infection or something, but I had no idea. And I just feel like I didn't see that. I haven't, like, seen that. Oh, that's so horrible. That is so sad. Oh what God. an incredibly talented yeah. girl. That's so awful. And she, this was like a breakout. Yeah. That's really sad, isn't it? <gasps> That is really, really sad. Yeah. Oh, gosh. 
Sorry goodness. to. I mean, no, but no, that's good I to mean, know that. I feel like that hasn't. I haven't heard anyone. I haven't heard people saying that. Yeah. Like, I just saw a couple of things in interviews where. How has it been doing the press run mm. since Charlie's death? And I was like, who's Charlie? And then I... Oh, yeah, my God. That is awful. That is so, so sad. Yeah. Well, she was really brilliant. She was brilliant. A big shame. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that her work will be forever remembered in this movie because she's really, really amazing. In yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. It's bittersweet for all of them, really. Was there anything about this film that you didn't like? Because I feel like we've been loving it. Mm-hmm. Anything you didn't like? <laughs> I feel like I have thought of something. Yeah. Which was Carl running at the very end, the very last shot. I was like, Why? What? Did you think why? Or no? I think, what, what was that about? Why are you doing that? And then I was like, they just put that in there to just like bring it back around full circle back to Carl? No. Well, I don't know. Ooh. Like I, and I, I was a bit like I felt a bit plopped on the end, and I didn't really understand why. I had a theory on it. Go on. Well, I thought that he was running because he figured out what Abigail was going to do. Like, why else would Abigail want to go off and walk and talk with Yaya unless she wanted to get rid of her? Mm. I think you're probably right, but I really hadn't like up until that point. Up until, up until Abigail and Yaya found the resort, I didn't think that Abigail wanted to do that I think it was only because the resort suddenly came up it was like her whole new world was going to be crushed and then she was like oh my gosh what do I do yeah that, I think that's what I thought as yeah. well yeah I had gone back and forth on that too but only because he was running did I yeah. think that yeah. but uh, yeah I completely agree I I can think both to be honest mm. with you because me, I spoke to Ruben about it. I was like, "Why did we see him running at the end?" And Ruben said, "Oh, he probably well." That was what Ruben said. Yeah, maybe he like had figured out that Abigail was going to hurt Yaya and wanted to say. And I said, "But I thought the decision mm. to hurt Yaya only came when she knew that like things would never be the same if mm. everyone found out about this resort." Yeah, yeah. And I still kind of think that it's confusing. I said to was, "Why do you think he was?" Why would you think he was running at the end? And he said, because I look cool. <laughs> well, that and then that is the reason why I'm a bit like, okay, maybe if there was one thing, it would mm. be that because I do feel like it's a bit flopped on to just fit, bring it full circle back to it being about Yeah. But wouldn't it have been so much better if it was just like... Yeah, titles. and then boop. Yeah. yeah. That would be so much better. So much better. Like, oh my, my, one, my one thing about this film, I still think the ADR was off. <laughs> true, true. I, I did not notice that Yeah, there was a few times where I was like, I wondered if Paola had been dubbed. Ah, uh, that it was Paola. It was mainly Paola. Yeah. And I don't know if she had dubbed herself many times mm. or if someone else entirely was, was like dubbing her voice because there was there were a lot of times that I was like I'm glad I wasn't I'm no there. expert but <laughs> this mouth and these words are not lining up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I completely missed that. So uh, it's really I I hate that I notice stuff like that because I'm like just enjoy yourself. I'm like Okay, I think I know what you're all going to say, which is why I asked the question what was bad. But final thoughts. I thought this film was really entertaining and really fun and such good themes. Um, And I was just, like, really pleasantly surprised by it. Wouldn't have, like, penned it as something that I should go and watch and then ended up probably being one of my faves of the year. Mm. Um, Brilliant, different, completely new structure. Like, so many things about it that I just really enjoyed. 
respect it. And I'm really intrigued to watch more of Ruben's films. I'm going yeah. to watch some of his previous ones. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm completely in agreement with all of that. I just thought it was a hilarious take on capitalism and money and beauty as currency, like you said. Yeah. 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 A great commentary on a lot of things. Yeah. What about you, Han? I'm going to say The Guardian was wrong. <laughs> the Guardian was wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it was very, very entertaining. Um, I met someone at LFF who said that they went to see this film, like, twice or three times. Oh, wow. At LFF. Maybe it was twice, because I feel like they probably didn't have three screeners. Um, and when I was watching The Sixteen, I was like, but why? But then I think that's why the, the chapters were just... I think if you would pitched that film to somebody and said, yeah, but then this happens and this happens and this happens, you'd be like, you need to rein that in. You need to make three different films. I you need to make a series. That. You need to make yeah. a series. Um, but I think it was so amazingly crafted and I think the casting is incredible and I loved it. Mm -hmm. I ended up on a yacht <laughs> once. Well, I went on that cruise yeah. the Arctic and it was like exactly like this I mean the like there wasn't all the puking and things like that but like in terms of like the a co like combination of people yeah like it was exactly like this and plus we were in the Arctic and we were looking at like the way that the earth is like being destroyed firsthand um and then, yeah, you just have people who are, like, in their cute, like, jackets taking photographs and being like, where's all the eyes? And you're like... Um. And, yeah, it was really bizarre. So watching this was, like... Because I had the most amazing trip. It was, like, a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Yeah. But for those people that we were with, it wasn't necessarily a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Mm -hmm. And so it was, like, I kind of have this strange relationship with it where, like, I feel really dirty when I think about being on that boat. Like, I feel, like, disgusted that I was there. <laughs> but, like, it was incredible, and I'm so grateful. But, like, watching this movie, I was, like... Like, it's, like, caricatures of people, but, like, it's really not. <laughs> Whoa, okay, so do, is it like a same setup? Like they put you on tables with other people? Yeah, exactly. And it so was, you really get to know yeah. the people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, over the course of the trip, we got to know one another. But it was so funny because on the final night, like we had the captain's dinner. Oh and gosh. that one was when there was like a seating arrangement. So like all of the guests were sat next to their other like people that are with them. And it was so funny because all of these like couples were together. And I was like, I had no idea that you were married to you I thought you were married to you and you were married to you because like everyone had like not been with their significant other like the entire time and then all of a sudden everyone's like in the right spot and I was like this is kind of crazy oh my god yeah. that's really bizarre it was so bizarre whoa I'm I'm absolutely desperate to go on one of these cruises <laughs> oh my god I am absolutely not I desperate to go I really am I'm, I'm just so intrigued I want to know A how carry. everyone lives like I need to understand I really want to understand like I've never spoken to anyone who is like a major business corporation owner I've never yeah and I always listen to podcasts which are interviews with people like that because I just want that everybody's like just normal people did it feel like that though or did it feel like they were yeah it was like 
it was it was kind of like so what do you do and it's just like finance or it's like I don't know what I don't know what you call it but yeah and then like later you like realize that people are like sons or daughters of like presidents or like uh, okay. and you're just kind of like what is going and then I'm like oh my god you guys are the ones that can like change the world <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah, the one percent of the one percent and then like you realize that they're just like have no way you know like I don't know just like not aware not really aware. that's so depressing and like kind people <laughs> kind people but at the same time you're just sat there like oh my god Actually, on the little boat that took us from the ground to the big boat with all of those people and all of the suitcases, that was quite rocky and it took us quite a long time. And it really set the tone of like the rest of the trip. It was quite entertaining, actually, when I think about it. People just being like people just like like um, shouting out like advice to like the driver <laughs> of the boat of like how he should like dock on the bigger boat it was funny yeah. is there a whatsapp group that you're all on afterwards <laughs> we did get we like got a couple of like numbers of like some people and they've been really sweet um but like not everyone no <laughs> it was bizarre it was bizarre i am just amazed and i really need to know more <laughs> should we just see the rest of the podcast <laughs> get the pictures out <laughs> cool that is so cool next week we are going to be speaking about the devil wears prada you can watch it on disney plus um and probably lots of other places um it came out in 2006 directed by david frankel and truly iconic so go and watch the devil was prada and we will meet you back here next week for more frank film club bye this podcast was presented by wrapped hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high end brands. And the best part, they're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.